Police One Academy is leading the way in high-quality, affordable training for officers nationwide. Your department can take advantage of more than 1,000 HD videos and 175 full-length courses in a robust learning management system. Training is certified or accepted for training credit in 35 states. Join the industry's most officer-friendly learning platform with more than 60,000 subscribers. To schedule a free demo, go to policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, good news for law enforcement. <laughs> I can't believe I've just said those words. Um, the United States Supreme Court is set to has agreed to hear a Ninth Circuit case involving two Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies who shot and wounded a man who had pointed a gun. It was later determined to be a BB gun, but that doesn't matter, you know, in, in, in Graham v. Connor. Um, the the case in the Ninth Circuit was, it, I'll try and not get this to be too complicated. The Ninth Circuit uses a thing called the provocation theory, um, which is followed by no other federal courts that I'm aware of anyway, um, that kind of undermines Graham v. Connor. Um, now I'm going to do a quick read here. The so-called, quote, provocation rule allows a plaintiff to recover damages if he can show that the officer's reasonable use of force was made necessary by the plaintiff's violent response to the officer's conduct. The officer intentionally or recklessly provoked the response or the provocation itself was an independent constitutional violation, which is a muddled mess, in my opinion. Uh, what are your thoughts on, first off, that the court's e even going to take this case is fantastic. And I think it may be a reflection of you know, the most recent appointee and where, where the court kind of is politically now. Sure. Well, I think we have to look at the details here. And, and they're looking for a parolee at large who's, who's potentially armed and dangerous. And when the, the sheriff's deputies did confront this individual, he produced a, what ter later turned out to be a replica or a BB gun. Mm -hmm. And he was shot. Um, well, you know, the adage, don't bring a, a BB gun to a gun <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, not to be flippant about it, but uh, it, it reminds me of another case recently, you know, in, back in San Francisco, um, two police officers uh, responding to a call uh, from a neighbor um, that an individual, at, it was after midnight, uh, was um, making... All kinds of noise and disruptions and and he had a stay away order a court order to stay away from this residence police officers go up there encounter this individual at their at the, his metal gate at the door mm -hmm. to his mother's home i believe um, the officers ask him to come out uh, it goes to a back and forth um, before the individual comes out uh, kicks the officer, one officer in the face, bloodies his face, uh, starts beating the other officer. The officers use their batons and pepper spray. And when they're charged uh, a subsequent time, they fire and shoot this individual. The individual's arrested, taken to the hospital, but charged with assault on the two officers. A San Francisco judge said, essentially, that there was a provocation here, <laughs> that, that the police acting on the court order stay away order uh, somehow or violating this individual's uh, rights to be within his own home and and refuse the police presence. So uh, that was confusing to me. I'm glad this case came out. I'm glad the Supreme Court ruled on it. 
and said... Or will rule. Or will rule, but yeah. said essentially they've indicated that uh, there is no provocation, that if, if the officers are there for good reason and they're acting in good faith, that there is no provocation. Uh, if you go to this sex case, uh, I'm not going to name names here, but it, there was a kidnapping from uh, Lake Tahoe area. Uh, the individual held this woman captive for several years in a backyard encampment uh, behind a false fence. It's made national headlines, so I think everyone knows what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> so I mean the the criticism on those uh, officers who responded was that they didn't search thoroughly enough. Yeah. So I mean, here the cops are in this case uh, going the extra mile, doing what they think is best. And then they, they get racked up by uh, the Ninth Circuit for uh, taking on this parolee at large. So I'll add a little more color to this. So for people who are unfamiliar with the Los Angeles County versus Mendez, the officers were called to, I believe it was a bar or some other establishment where they thought this person was, was located. Mm -hmm. They subsequently went to another location, uh, a woman had allowed these folks to um, put up in a wooden shed in her backyard. And the Ninth Circuit ruled that because they didn't have a warrant for the shed, and that because they didn't knock and announce, that that was a provocation, basically forcing the person inside to feel like they needed to arm themselves with a weapon, mm -hmm. which would have been a pointless weapon. I'm, you don't shoot a BB gun at someone. Right. It's like the, in, in, the, in the movie Blazing Saddles, you don't shoot Mongo. You're just going to make him mad. Uh, so this person obviously had mental issues or other problems and, and had been, you know, um, you know, wanted for arrest. He, you know, he had a warrant. So, you know, they're looking for this guy and he decides to point a gun at the cops and Lo and behold, the cops actually wind up shooting him. So to me, that there, there is no provocation there. Mm -hmm. The cops are just simply doing their jobs. And, you know, what we'll see, and I don't know when the court will rule on this. We've just seen the news that they will eventually rule on this. This kind of stuff takes sometimes yeah. one or two years for it to actually come to fruition. Right. But, you know, given given what the Supreme Court looks like now, when we've got a Scalia, true Scalia replacement um, back to an even court, it really could go kind of either way, but more than likely, it's going to go in favor of the police. Well, if it goes as is, um, I think one of the one of the um, indicators that the, the police were wrong in the Ninth Circuit opinion was that even though this was a plywood shack, that mm -hmm. they still had no search warrant. And right. They did no knock and notice. Right. So does this extend to tents? Does it extend to people living in a turned over shopping cart? When does this end? Yeah. Um, and again, why we're making this this wide um, uh, arc around um, individuals who uh, are wanted by the police? Um, they've they've got warrants or or they've um, got stay away orders. Um, it, it for the court to rule against another judge's stay away order confuses me yeah well and you know the, the other kind of little piece of this is that th this individual was not on his own property you know he was squatting <laughs> effectively right. at the permission of the homeowner now mm -hmm. it should be noted the homeowner said you and your girlfriend can live in my shack out back yeah uh out of the kindness of her heart, for whatever reason, um, maybe they were doing household chores for her, who knows. But the fact of the matter is, is that they probably couldn't have gotten a warrant 
um, for the shed. <laughs> you know, like it's entirely plausible right, right. that a judge would say, you got to search the house. So, they're, they're, but they're looking for an individual who was wanted, you know, right. and had, had, had a call out for their arrest. So, you know, to me, it's kind of a, you know, ironclad, solid lock, you know, triple you know, belt and suspenders type of a situation where I think that this is going to go in favor of the police. And that's why, as I opened up the, this particular segment, I said, you know, good news for the police, which is something is pretty much I, I almost never say. Right. <laughs> um, well, well, we'll keep watching it and we'll keep watching issues just like this. And uh, if you have topics that you want us to discuss here on Policing Matters, uh, we do want to hear from you. Uh, you can make comments on the website or if you're listening to us on SoundCloud or you're getting us in the RSS feed. Uh, we do want to thank you for listening and uh, email us at policingmatters at police1.com. <laughs>